Welcome to the Church of Mabus radio show. It's Friday night, 7.07 p.m. Central. You listen to United Public Radio, 107.7 FM, New Orleans. We got Wham representing with us. Yep. Hey, hey. It's I'm right in the middle of a snow sleet storm at the moment. So Snow sleet storm. Nice. So Down here, there's like crazy weird winds and humid and just like wind advisories that are horrible but it's yeah we we got some big wind too so if if for some reason that's because the internet has gone away (laughs) all right i don't i think it'll be all right though and we got eric grimsrud here did i i always grimsrud said it right right yeah it's it's grimsrud but uh grimsrud nobody ever wants to say rude so they always say grimsrud so (laughs) there's not an e on it there is what, not. There is <laughs> what is it? What is the what is the origins of your last name? German or? Well, it's Norwegian actually. Norwegian. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we make, we make uh, uh, jokes about uh, uh, wooden shoes every Christmas. Grimm's Rude. Grimm's Rude. Yes. So. Sounds like an X Men mutant name. Yeah. Grimm's Rude. <laughs> we don't know. Nightcrawler. But. Uh, Basically, uh, we got Eric here with us tonight, and we're going to talk a lot of smack about Trumple Gooch. But mostly, we're going <laughs> to uh, Nostradamus Resurrection, Trump. I'm trying to read the title. What did I do with it? There it is. I called it Nostradamus <laughs> Resurrection, Trump, Mabus, Antichrist. That's the name of the title. Now, Mabus. Christ. Uh, yes, that's for it's all. Complicated. The, uh, it's complicated. It's for all the people that love Trumple Gooch tonight. I just want to give you Trumple Gooch kisses. But uh, let's when we when we talk about the Antichrist. I mean, there's so many things that come up. One of the first things that comes to my mind is Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I know he's a, a sleazer pervert, but uh, I went to his concert in Atlanta. 1996, I believe. I know it was the summer of Hellbop. There was a lot of uh, partying. It was crazy. <laughs> you name it, it was happening. Oh, God. I was at that concert, and it was great but terrifying at the same time because you had Christians outside boycotting. You had him on stage dressed like the Antichrist. It was kind of Faustian at a podium and basically he was reenacting the coming of the third antichrist and there's just something about it when you watch it that's creepy as hell and that album antichrist superstar is creepy as hell so supposedly locked himself up in rooms and drug deprivation and you know i think there was something i don't remember necronomicon and the seals and all that solomon and weird stuff a lot of occult weird stuff and they made that album, and uh, there was just something creepy about it. People were throwing scorpions on stage, like, to be jerks. Like, I don't know if that was maybe from him, or but there were Christians outside boycotting everywhere. And uh, it just brings up, I know, I don't remember, maybe it was in a John Hogue book, that 777. There's some book like that that I, I don't have it anymore. I don't know what the hell I did with it. But uh, in it, it says Napoleon 
was the tumor, Hitler was the cancer, and Mabus, Mabus, whatever the hell, was remission. And which I mean, either way, that sounds morbid. Anyway, <laughs> look at it. It's very weird to me, right? So <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a weird way. I'm in remission, but there's <laughs> even that. The meat Hitler had one meatball. I had one meatball. I'm kidding, but uh, I don't know what the hell. I just know after my dad died, I did a lot of drugs. My dad said if he shot, if if I ever did drugs when he was alive, he'd shoot me in the face, and that he would have. I remember him thinking my brother did drugs and he was like going to boil his face in hot water for heaven's zits or something. So, so when he died, I did a lot of drugs. Uh, only one I do now is the medicinal in Florida and that's it. So I've come a long way, but my point is I came across that Nostradamus book in the word M-A-B-U-S and it was weird. I, I was going to, I was hanging around a lot of bands. I was going to make a band and call it that and, I'd be dead if I did that and uh, it didn't happen. It morphed into this. And at first when I did it, there was a chat room called, I don't know if I've ever told this story, extraterrestrial life on Yahoo. And a lot of us hung out there and there was like this group of people in Canada and they were kind of like dicks. And I made this group called M-A-B-U-S and all these people started joining and it caused this big weird rift in the room and all this fighting between groups. And then it was about aliens too in that group. There's all kinds of weird stuff in there. But uh, it eventually morphed into those little, you know, audio interviews with Jeremy Vianney. Uh And then we interviewed people. And then one time I had someone on he didn't like and he was kind of a jerk. It was Stan Romanek at the time. And course at the time i didn't know he was on david letterman i was like you know I'll interview stan sam romanek uh and of course he, he was a, a dick about it like i don't know very controlling and weird and kind of condescending and name calling and just you know trying to make you feel stupid and we got in a fight and there was also some other stuff where him and jeff ritzman from paratopia offered to merge paratopia which with mabus and they wanted me to work and they wanted to keep the Paratopia name and me get rid of Mabus. And I had this web designer dude uh, and who's I, he's a gay dude, but he said Paratopia sounded like a gay bar and he didn't like it. And we didn't want to get rid of the Mabus name. We didn't like Paratopia. But anyway, it turned into some weird fight somehow. I have documentation on online proof of it on some forum somewhere or on my old computer. It's all, I have it. But uh that's been the M-A-B-U-S name. And a lot of it for me was like just messing around with something kind of foolishly like Bruce Campbell in the Evil Dead with the Necronomicon. It was kind of a shocking thing like Alice Cooper or Ozzy or whatever. Something shocking, you know, uh, to piss people off. And I remember Guy Weddle saying, "Why? you sure you want to call it Church of Mavis? That's going to really upset a lot of people. Like, Yeah, let's do it. And, you know, here we are. And here we are with Eric, who thinks Trumple Gooch is Mabus. How do you say it personally? Mabus or Mabus? I, I hear it both ways. 
you know, it's interesting because uh, it's Mavis, but there is uh, one uh, set of writings that implies that there is both a Mavis and a Mavis, and it's the interaction between the two that that causes this great uh, vengeance upon Mavis's death. So that's uh, that's one of the one of the stories. Crap. I never heard that. That's weird. What is that from? Is that different quatrains that it's mentioned uh, in? I think that is, uh, um, oh gosh, what was her name? Um, not, it, it was Dolores the, Cannon. Delor it was Dolores Cannon. Yeah, that was, that was Dolores Cannon. Yes. And uh, I know she has some weird Nostradamus books that I've never read, yeah. but I bet they're pretty interesting. Yeah, Conversations with Nostradamus is a, a fascinating, it's, it's interesting. So it dives into some stuff that's, uh, it's, just, it's a unique book. Uh-oh. The thing on the white dog's neck just weirdly popped. It's a long story, but blood just came out of it everywhere. And we have a little dog that's not been feeling well from a dewormer incident. One of the dogs passed. Oh, my God. We've got a horror. We've got a horror story. Over it's here. been a freaking yeah, nonstop yeah. horror story. Yeah. Horror but, oh my god! I'm gonna throw up. It's that bad. I'm not. But it, what happened is the dogs got sick from this warmer. What was that warmer called? Well, I'll, it's one. It's in some weird parasitical family thing. But uh. Anyway, uh, it made the dog sick. Sick. Oh my gosh! It made the it made the uh, dog sick, and 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 one of them had a uh, a reaction. And since this happened, all the dogs have been acting crazy. They're grieving and getting upset at stuff. And there was like a a lump on its back, and it luckily. Uh, popped and it should hopefully help help on some level on in the long run but but eric if you won't tell us about mabus and what is uh what got you into it what started sure sure um well i first became interested in um nostradamus and mabus when i was quite young um only about 12 years old and um Specifically, even at that time, I had kind of concluded that if you could figure out how the first two names were um, encoded, then you'd be able to accurately crack the third name. And so I um, and I believe that from a very early age. So um, throughout uh, my teenage years and, and at different points as an adult, um, I, I spent time researching it with the with the core focus of understanding the underlying encryption method of Nostradamus's first two names. Um, if you could crack the first two, if you knew how those were encoded, you, you could crack the third. It took um, about 35 years to finally crack it, um, but it is based on an instruction that Nostradamus provides, um, which is essentially that uh, a coding symbol used in the second name, Hister, is placed next to Mavis. When you when you do that, the rest is it decodes like algebra. It's very much like chess. Um, 
you can effectively get to Napoleon in two moves, you can get to Hitler in three moves, and you can get to Drumpf in four moves using the exact same encryption method in order. So it the is word Drumpf is the word that you use, not Trump. It's Drumpf. Well, that's, Trump, that's Trump's original name. Correct. And, and this is paired with um, five, there's a total of six quatrains. Five of them use the word trumpet. This is Nostradamus's false trumpet. So the five um, quatrains have occurred in order since 2016. So um, it's, uh, sorry, somebody just decided to start texting me right now. Uh, um, but they, they, there are five trumpet quatrains. They have, each thing has occurred in order. One about a wall and refugees in the border. One about a uh, uh, <clears throat> conflict or resolution between two political parties at the beginning of 2020, followed immediately by a million people dying and the economy crashing. Which, by the way, getting that right in advance was terrifying for me. Because that was, that was terrifying. Um, uh, and then we just watched the fifth quatrain finish up. I mean, or not finish. We're, we're in the process of it. But all of these things have occurred in order. So it's 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 a little frightening. It's definitely uh, now there's something to him that's crazy as hell. I'm not denying that. I don't understand the appeal of him. I've never have. Uh, I just don't get it. I mean, the guy basically is a con artist and like a used car salesman that sells you a clunker and he knows it, you know, and from ripping off cancer charities to, uh, I mean, you could do the list goes on and on. I don't understand the appeal of him, but there's something almost demonic about it or something just stupid wrong. Like I don't, he's a horrible person, but it's not, this is not about me. This is not about, um, trying to make Trump fit this mold. This puzzle works this way. It doesn't, it's not about trying to make it sound like Trump. It's, this is how the puzzle decodes. It decodes to Trump. You can run the encoding method like a computer program a thousand times and you'll always get the same answer. It's mathematics. So, um, you know, I can't, I, I, I'm not a soothsayer. I cannot say what's going to happen with, you know, that, that I can't do that, but I can say this is absolutely the correct answer to how these three names fit together. And it shouldn't work. Now, so there's John Hogue who, I mean, the word meaning Antichrist, is he really the person that made that to be so in like, you know, some documentary in the 80s? Is any, I mean, where are people from your research? Where are people getting that from? Because it's, it seems like something that's not right there in front of your face at all. Sure. It's just like speculation on some a lot of levels. You know, it, the challenge with the name is that people conflate it with the biblical Antichrist. And, and I think that Nostradamus used the name Antichrists, plural, as an adjective to describe the word people. So we're not talking about the devil and horns and, and that sort of thing. We're talking about three pretty horrible people with similar characteristics, one leading to the next over time. Um, upon the death of the third comes a 
apparently cataclysmic event that is most often just, uh, um, um, considered to be the actual beginning of World War III. So, but, but I think the biggest problem to your question is that um, people always want to mix it up with the Bible. And right. yes, Nostradamus used biblical analogies, but, but it, you know, it's too easy to get into the idea of magic and this and that rather than just what you <clears throat> see and then how to be explained. It's more like people infected by Sauron. Situation. Yeah, it's very much, it's very much like that. You know what? Real evil is contagious. And so. I mean, the Quatrain, Mavis will soon die. It'll be a horrible undoing of people. Yada yada yada. The comet will run. I mean, I'm trying to figure out if he's it. He obviously has to croak some way, and then the comet passes. And then a horrible undoing people, that's always happening, but there's got to be a comet kind of situation. And uh, <laughs> we, got, we got one in the sky. It's on its way out right now. I'm paying very close attention to that comet. <laughs> we need, yeah, we need another one, though, because apparently if it's leaving, then that's not the one, right? <laughs> well, no, it says, if you look at the writing, what it says is, Mavis shall then soon die. So it is when, whenever this mystery comet is, whatever comet it is, and I've been tracking comet trajectories. I've, I've literally, I've tracked comets all the way back to 1555 that I can find. So I've, I've been trying to figure out which comet this is. I, I don't know if it's possible to figure out. But um, my, my online, one of my online names, Poet's Fire, is literally based on that comet. <laughs> that future comet. So... What's the parallels between your research and John Hoag's? And I know you've had some communication with him. I know he's ignored me when I've asked him to come on the show. So, Church of Mavis. Oh, I can't go there. Oh. You know, John Hoag is a brilliant man. Um, he, he is. Um, you know, the, it, was, it was he who identified uh, the coding methods. Um, his only explanation for what I found that these coding methods are used in an order is that you can't interpret Nostradamus that way. But he has yet to give any explanation to the mathematic relationships and you could base a computer program on this. Uh, it, it, it legitimately should not function. The only way this can work is if it represents the underlying coding method at the time of creation um the the coding method of the third name is completely based on the displayed coding method made by nostradamus himself so nostradamus could be wrong but this coding um decoding encoding is is correct well it's pretty crazy it came so close to hitler hisler that's that's pretty good he got he got hitler right exactly uh hitler decodes um it, it, it actually um, decodes exactly to Hitler. If you, if you look at the sheet that I, I send you a sheet and Hitler, Hister uh, translates directly to Hitler. Like it is absolutely mathematic. It doesn't stop at Hister. It says Hitler specifically. So um, yeah, he got the first one right. He got the second one right. I've always gone based on the premise. He got the third one right. 
So what we're going to find out. Do you remember what the quatrain was like for the Hitler one? Uh, well, so there were a number of quatrains regarding Hitler. Uh, so, so it was uh, Goebbels. Well, I think one of the Nazi officers, one of the SS officers, Goebbels. His wife is who uh, first connected Hister and Hitler. And so they got that uh, all intertwined with the Nazi occult, you know, uh, the, the Nazis were very into the occult. And they distributed flyers across Nazi Germany saying that uh, uh, Nostradamus had predicted the success of Hitler. So the Allies got a hold of this and they had people research it and they pulled all the quatrains that were about World War II and they, they found that that was actually incorrect, that Nostradamus had predicted the fall of Hitler. But the and they do, and they they uh, dropped flyers across Nazi Germany that Hitler was uh, supposed to lose the war according to Nostradamus. However, here's the thing about it: both the Nazis and the Allies, regardless of whether it's was he going to succeed or fail, both agree that Nostradamus predicted Hitler by name. So, so that was, and that was the second time that future events were accurately deciphered before the fact, uh, utilizing Nostradamus. It's the second time it happened. And uh, did you ever see that old movie Nostradamus they made? Uh, I there's a bit of few. Uh, the the one uh, I think you're referring to though is uh, 1987. It was done by the guy who uh, also had a part in Empire Strikes Back. So yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting movie. I think uh, Rugger Howard's in it. Yeah, that's the one. He's blowing up stuff or something, isn't he? Something, yeah. He looks like he's... he's Rugger Howard's not looking so good in that movie, though. So He's looking a little rough. Uh, he's dead now, isn't he? I don't know. Yeah, well, he was, he was looking a little rough, I think, by the, by the yeah. late 90s. I uh, isn't he passed away? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. I think I think so. Finally, the Julian Sands thing. My gosh. The yeah, they they saw him and found him, have they? No. Nope. And uh, I grew up on Warlock. Did you? Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. Late eighties, late mid late eighties. Was he in Go Was he in Ghoulies? I can't remember. No, I'm, I'm in my I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, I remember, I remember the I remember Warlock. That's a good one for sure, and uh, there's several of them. But uh, so, uh, what's the what's what is Hoag saying about all this stuff? With your stuff, he disagrees well, with it. John, John Hoag, um, his perspective continues to be that Mobis is a guy in uh, is is the. Um, uh, uh, leader of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, the king of Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that continues. However, um, there's problems with that rationale that are extremely obvious. So, um, you know, I, I find the man to be brilliant, uh, and I hesitate to, to call somebody who I consider masterful wrong, but I'm sorry. It, I don't see the basis. I, yeah, I. I, just, I also they, don't see the yeah. dude in Saudi Arabia being so weird and on the world stage. Like it doesn't. I mean, you hear stuff about him, but it ain't like Trumple Gooch. He's a he's a bad. He's not a good guy. But you know, this is you know, Nostradamus was not it, one of the challenges with Nostradamus that people criticize. They say that you know he's 
so nonspecific. It could be about everything. It could be about anything. Or they say uh, that he was writing about the past. Those sorts of things. There are very few things that he's actually specific about. Hitler, he was specific about. Napoleon, he was specific about. <laughs> and the trumpet, he is specific about. False this trumpet. Is, false trumpet. This, this is a series of his most famous set of work. And this one thing, Mavis, is the reason all of those spectrals have even been made. Going all the way back to the first one I saw, which was uh, the um, uh, that had uh, Orson Welles in it, the man who saw through time, I think it was. So oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So way back, way back. That's I think that was yeah, nineteen eighty two. So, um, but yeah, no, I think that um, I, I think we're very close to finding out the the situation. You know, I started this in two thousand sixteen. Uh, you know, with is Trump Mobis, I got into the Mobis solution by 2017, and I've been pursuing this that it was going to end with World War III since then. Um, I've gotten multiple things correct that I would never want to know. Um, but but who in the world would have predicted in 2016 that in seven years we'd be where we're at right now? It was the man who saw tomorrow. So, so what's World War Three going to be like? Can, does 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 he talk about? I'm not a. I I don't know a great deal about Nostradamus. So, I've, I mean, I've just heard like lots of different things. So, you know, Nostradamus is is a fascinating historical figure when you get into his actual history. Um, I spent a lot of time on this name because I thought that. Uh, knowing this name would provide you warning to what was going to come next. If you could just hack this one name, you would at least have some warning to some major cataclysmic event, whatever that looked like. The stories that Nostradamus gives for what World War III looks like are, are quite scary. And the place that I have to land on that is that we've gone through two world wars. And they've been horrible but it was not the end of the world. And I don't think this is going to be the end of the world, but I do think that um, it's, it's, it's frightening and people don't want to believe it. And I understand why, but um, this is, I mean, every major religion, uh, everything from Edgar Casey to Nostradamus, all of these different venues talk about world war three. Um, I, I have always believed that it is an inevitability. Being able to hack this name would at least allow you to know when it was about to hit the fan. When that when that guy dies, it's about to hit the fan. And that, and that guy that guy is do you believe you believe is Trump? I absolutely politically. You know, it's weird. When he was first elected, I had two dreams about him. Mm. And in the first dream, it was kind of like an examination. The dream was sort of like an examination of his character. You know what I mean? It was like, and in the dream there was, I was in this beautiful wooded area and there was this, um, there was this big, this big table like this big expanse like a big like a big banquet table 
and and it was filled with you know good good things good things to eat it was like it was sort of like a picture of abundance i guess and um and the context was that anyone who came to this table all they had to do was ask for what they wanted and it would be brought to them and so he was a person that was there and he was asking for things and things were being brought to him. But other people were, you know, like regular people, normal people, you know, were, were this, this applied to anybody, you know, it wasn't just to him. And he got mad because everybody was getting what they wanted. And it wasn't that he was being deprived. It was that he didn't want other people to get what they wanted to. It was weird. It was kind of like if everybody gets what they want, then he doesn't stand out in any way, you know. And so, like in the dream, he he got up and he walked he walked off, you know. But the second dream was more interesting. In the second dream, um, he had died, and he had died under somewhat mysterious circumstances, and. And he was, you know, it was kind of like it wasn't clear how he had died or why he had died. And he was like in this building. His body was in this building. And um, there was like going to be some kind of an examination of or investigation into how he died. And, of course, there was this tumult outside in the world about his death because it was assumed that he had died, you know, that he'd been killed or, you know, that there'd been some nefarious reason for how he died. When in fact, in the dream, he had just died because he's old. You know what I mean? That is, that is a possibility. But what was interesting in the dream was that I was in the dream. I was one of the investigators. I was one of the people that was going to go in and like, I guess, do like a forensic examination of his body or try to, you know, do an investigation of why he had died. And, and, and uh, um, his body was all shriveled up. It was like all desiccated and, and it kind of like deflated, like a deflated balloon. And I realized it was what, what the message was in the dream was that somehow these forces outside of him, you know, in the chaos, sure. these forces outside of him had actually fed on him, had actually used him as their food. And, and so that now that he was dead, they had eaten their fill and now they were like out in the world. Oh, wow. And, and so I, I remember waking up from that and going, Oh, Wow. Was that was that feeding what caused him to die? You know, that's kind of like because we think of him as being the greedy one. You know what I mean? Which he is a greedy one. But we think of him as being the greedy one. But the dream implied that there were actually powers outside of him that were using him as this. So, you know, you know, and feeding on that. something, you know. You know, what's what's really interesting about that is that um, so apparently Trump is paranoid about being poisoned. 
Uh, and you hear about this on occasion. That's why he, I was watching this uh, today, uh, this morning. They were talking about one of the reasons he likes fast food is because it's pre-made and he just go in and go out. And he, he doesn't have that, that kind of a risk. So what's interesting right. about that is, uh, one, in the writing, it, it, it infers that it could be a poisoning. The way that it reads, it reads like a potential poisoning. And also, I find it notable that Putin loves poison and likes to poison people. Well, he, he's also, and he's also afraid of being poisoned. You Putin, know, Putin likes poisoning people that have let him down. How do you think about he, how he feels about the guy who failed to dissolve NATO now? Right, right, exactly. Well, and what's, and what's interesting is that in the dream, Trump was not, I mean, he it, in the dream, it was clear that it was po a post-presidency. In other words, he did not die as president. So, so it was like, but he was still the focus of, of this stuff. You know, he, he, but he himself was not in a position of power when this happened. You know, it was, it, it was very interesting. You know, I mean, I don't, I had never dreamed about a president or anybody like that before. And this was not long after he was selected because I don't think he was elected either. I mean, I think part of the reason, part of the reason why uh, he is so intense about, you know, the, the fraud, the, the election fraud is because right. somehow his minions succeeded in doing that to get right, him. Right. Not even fraud, because, right. because he only accuses people of things he does. I mean, that's right. just his rule, you know. Right. And 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 so it's like, well, of course you're going to accuse somebody else of doing it because you did it. You know. I think that's a crazy thing, isn't it? It's uh, it's um, accused the others of that for which you were guilty. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And again, he utilizes tact because these three historical figures are literally tied together. Uh, for example, um, Hitler, one of Hitler's heroes was Napoleon. When they took over France, one of the first things that uh, Hitler did was visit Napoleon's grave. And Hitler self-identified as Nostradamus II Antichrist. He self-identified as that. We get to Trump. Well, Trump apparently, you know, it, the only book he reads is Mein Kampf on his bedstand. So, so, you know, these are three leaders who one admires the next. They are three connected historical figures. Um, the, the, you know, applying uh, or, or putting Trump in that place and, and talking about all the things that, that um, you know, all the characteristics that these three people have in common. Trump is a perfect fit, a perfect fit. It's, it's. You dive into it, it's almost indisputable, and it, it gets really frightening because it's indisputably, it's it's scary. It's scary to be right about this. So what do you mean Hitler self-identified as that? He brought that quatrain up or something? He he specifically uh, considered himself Nostradamus' second antichrist. He self-identified as that. He... he um, uh, Goebbels got uh, everything involved, or Goebbels, uh, I think, was uh, uh, an SS officer, a senior SS officer. His wife um, brought it up to him. It, it became all intertwined with um, the Nazis' um, uh, research in the occult. 
Um, but uh, specifically because Napoleon was one of Hitler's heroes and Hitler was was really um, um, enamored by the, the life of Napoleon, uh, uh, Hitler came to believe he himself was uh, Nostromus' second Antichrist. He came to believe that himself. Wow, that's, that's, that's a trip for sure. So just a little bit of background about Nostradamus, since this is Nostradamus resurrection. And uh, uh, that's, uh, I did that quick on the fly. But uh, basically, do we know that the story where he was out healing the plague with his own little mix, his own bling bling, he was out there healing with herbs and stuff, supposedly, and healing people? Did, did yep. his when he was away, did his wife and child really die from that, like in the movie? Yeah, yeah. That uh, the movie was uh, the, um, uh, it was it was pretty accurate, as accurate as you could be with that. But yes, um, um, so you know what's interesting is that um, Nostradamus was the first to use animal testing that we have on record, as far as I know. Nostradamus went out and got animals that, uh, and he purposefully got them sick with the bubonic plague. Oh and he gosh. watched the herbs they ate. And he mixed a palliative based on those herbs. So, what so kind of animals? Puppies? Uh, I, I don't know specifically. Whatever, I'm assuming whatever animals <laughs> were in the forest in northern France, right? Yeah. But, you know, deer anyway. and that yeah. I, I assume deer and, and things like you know rabbits and other things you find in, in that part of the world as long as he but, wasn't uh, like dr oz and smelling his own farts or anything yeah. okay yeah <laughs> 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 you know maybe a, an old mule so that's, right. not, that's still i still feel bad about that well, <laughs> but anyway but, uh, but then it, he's healing all these people yeah. And his loved ones pass away. That sucks. I can yeah. relate to that kind of crap luck. <laughs> you yeah. know. But uh, that's horrible. horrible. You, when you think about that, how horrible that must have been. Because here he's somebody who is noted for having a gift of foresight. Uh, that I base it, Which I believe is based on being empathic, actually. But here he has this ability. And he's away, you know, curing the black plague. And he comes home after... A period of time of being sent off to go do this, only to find his own wife and child to have been killed by the very thing that he's out fighting, and he was away. I can, I, you know, he's he led an interesting life. If you actually get into the history of it, he's a fascinating historical figure. That man of tomorrow, you can get it from archive.org for free. You can download it. Real, oh, the old uh, Orson Welles. Yeah, I've seen it. It's yeah. just been a long time, but that's you know that's where I learned about nine eleven. That was that was when I first learned about 9/11. It was night. It was when I first saw that movie. It had a movie of it of you know fire in the new city and you know it, it showed it, it showed this whole thing and I was a kid all freaked out. But when 9/11 happened, I knew that was exactly what it was. That fast, I remember waking up that morning. I've, I've watched multiple of these things happen, um, and it's frightening to watch when you realize what you're watching because it's like. Oh wow! This guy really did do that. What so about he, uh? You realize, oh crap! This is real. What about Judas Priest Nostradamus rock op opera album? It's like a fourteen-minute song. 
But, uh, it's fun. Strange band. <laughs> I like it. Uh, it's a good one. You should listen to it. It's funny, but it's good. It's weird. It's like this well, long. <laughs> if I if I ever do, I I will think of you doing this. <laughs> it does do that sort of, doesn't it? <laughs> lived in the psyche for for this long. I mean, um, he is one of the first. Uh, I, I think that he's one of the first books ever. Um, uh, published and uh, the only thing more published than Nostradamus, I believe, is the Bible. He's been around that long. Yeah. He was he was around at the beginning of the printing press. So uh, people don't follow somebody for that. I mean, that's that's supposed five hundred years ago. And he didn't get the plague, and he didn't will probably wear a plague doctor thing. He just kind of went out free balling, I guess. <laughs> he was probably, whatever he was, you know, he, he was like the guy who invented the COVID vaccine. He's like, give it to me, give it to me. It's over and over and over, right? Yeah. So and I saw Woody Harrelson talking smack about the vaccine, which it made sense. It was a good little skit. But he yeah. said he was he was red and blue. He was purple. Okay. So uh, if you haven't seen that little SNL skit, it's pretty good. He just likens them all to the drug cartel and being forced to do their drugs but wow. it, he did it in a, he did it in a way that was uh debonair sort of in the way he did it <laughs> you know you have to be careful with that for sure but you know, uh, even with right now what we're saying it's just crazy you know it was freaky uh more than a year before the pandemic hit i i had a dry erase marker board and i had all the different ways that a million people could die i'm like okay a million people are going to die and the economy is going to crash and i don't know how but these are all the ways a million people can die <laughs> and i had them all up on the board and uh sure enough right after that whole uh 2020 impeachment like i i was i was excited to watch endgame in the theater because i was afraid the movie theaters were going to close yeah, <laughs> like I had TV shows. I was like, "Yes, Arrow is going to be over," and I'm going to finally get. Yeah, I had no idea what was going to happen. And then all of a sudden, COVID hits, and suddenly you couldn't buy toilet paper or go into a movie theater. Yeah, it's been crazy for sure. For sure, we're still alive. Still washing. It's not the end of the world. I promise, it's not the end of the world. Still washing to the apocalypse. Well, you know, all all of these different. Different venues saw it, so. I know I, I, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, 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 doesn't he say though that at the very, very end it's going to be okay? You know, Nostradamus, his prophecies go all the way out to us being in two star systems. Well, that's, like, kind, of what, that's kind of what I wondered. Yeah, and, yeah. Did he bring so, up aliens? I thought I saw somewhere something about him and aliens, but I've never seen any quatrains or what are the star system ones? Do you remember? Uh, I'd have to go back and look, but it's two nearby stars. He says, uh, um, he, he says them like Sigma, he says, he says them, but he's pretty specific about it. Um, and that's thousands of years from now, right? I mean, that's gotta be, that, 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 that's, I, I, I don't know how far it is before we actually reach their star system, but I'm betting, betting it's a long time. So, so yeah. Um, after World War Three, apparently, you know, we get, yeah, they're never going to do that again. So we get our whole thing of a thousand years of peace and all the religion stuff. But but I I think we're in to go through something beforehand. So well well yeah I mean you can tell everybody's building up to it. 
I, imagine what it's been like knowing this since 2016. It's been it's been fascinating, but awful. <laughs> it's it really has been awful. Um, watching some of this stuff go because you don't. Here's the interesting thing about this: is you don't. Nostromus used poetic analogy to explain some of these things. For example, the beginning of 2020, he said, "By the noise of symbols." 2020, right? In order to, to understand that analogy, you really would have to read a lot of Nostradamus to even pick that up. Um, I, I've studied this now for 40 years. It it took me 35 years to crack the underlying encryption method. So, um, but it's it's quite specific. If you put the five trumpet quatrains plus Mobis in order, it matches events since 2016 exactly. 40 years. How old are you? I'm you're, 52. Okay, so you so started at, at 12. <laughs> at 12. <laughs> yeah, I started at 12. I'm 52 now. Trying to figure it out. Make sure you're not an immortal. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to try. Well, see, I can say, because this is true, that I have been that I've been studying UFOs for 51 years because I've been studying since I was 10. There you go. And I'm 61, so... There you go. There you go. And and you know what? It's interesting. I bet some of the things you thought when you were a kid have held up over the years. Absolutely. Yep. You yep. know, I mean, in fact, right now I'm revisiting a lot of old texts and old old accounts, you know, re-examining them. Um, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like it's, it's all been said, you know what mm. I mean? It's, it's, it's like, it's all been said and, and we, and people somehow in the interim just forgot that it was said or something. It's weird. It's very, very strange. I mean, I'm, I'm reading stuff like I'm reading like Scott Rogo and, 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 uh, uh, um, Ivan Sanderson. And I'm like, this stuff isn't that different than what they're saying now, but why aren't they reading these people? You know, it, it's just really weird. So I don't think things have changed all that much. You know, one of the challenges that we, we that get distracted found, in. <laughs> one of the challenges I've found is that, um, you know, for example, if we look at things by the history channel, um, you know, it's all about ratings now. And it's all about sensationalizing things. And so when you look at, uh, um, for example, the old Nostradamus documentaries, it actually got into, you know, some, some deeper material and, and, you know, talking about it in depth. Whereas if you look at some of the history channels of today, it immediately conflates it with religion. And it immediately, you know, you see right. the devil in horns. And it immediately turns this into this sensational thing, which makes it fairly unbelievable. And, and, um, yeah, so I, I think that, you know, you coming back to some of those old things are, are important. I know for me, um, the underlying premise that these three names were connected has been the basis for this entire project. So, um, yeah, sometimes those things you come up with as a kid, actually, it, it, they pan out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, mean I, I, I do remember, I don't, know, I don't know if you remember this, um, Jeffrey, but in the 1970s, and I say this because you can find it on YouTube every now and then, 
Um, but in the 1970s, Disney actually did a, a, a documentary on UFOs. And they had a series. They, didn't have a, they had a series of stuff like that. Yeah, and it was really thoughtful. It was actually really well done. Yeah. And and it's kind of like after that, things just got weird. <laughs> it's it's really necessary to know what you know. I I um you know I, I on the UFO topic. I I understand why the military would not want us to know certain things. I oh, mean, absolutely, I do too. Uh, you know, who wants somebody building a gravity bomb in their backyard, right? They're like, look at this new thing I built on this weird technology, and you've got this huge problem. I, I totally understand why they would not want weird stuff. We've, we've got enough problems as it is, right? So, Well, and they're also, you know, you know, I think personally that a lot of stuff that a big part of the secret, I, I agree with John Keel, actually, that a lot of the secrecy is because there's like two things going on at once. One is that some of their, some of the weird military intelligence um, testing bumped into some of these phenomena. You know what I mean? It's like, but the problem is, is that they couldn't control it or predict it. And, sure. and the other part of it is that it, it, that clued them in to the fact that there is something that, but we don't know exactly what it is and, and we can't control it and predict it. So, you know, people that are security wonks, they're sure. not going to let people know. They're not going to let us know number one, that they've experimented and that they've discovered some stuff. And number two, that what they've discovered indicates that there's something that's like way more powerful and intelligent than they are you know you, i mean have you heard of the work of stephen greer yes yes but i don't i don't i don't like stephen greer and i don't agree with I stephen greer. oh got it got it got it okay yeah, yeah. i mean it's like I, I mean i know too much about sort of the backstory of stephen greer i i, I don't oh, I, I don't i don't buy what he does but i, um, I find it interesting though because he has um i have a you know, I've spent a lot of time on the Nostradamus thing and people like Nostradamus uh, and trying to consider and, and trying to think about how on a scientific level would people like Nostradamus and Edgar Casey and people out of the Bible and how would these people be able to even do this and mm -hmm. see even Greer's work sort of implies um, uh, um, some sort of a, a uh, quantum entanglement, like some sort of instant thought-based oh, well, yeah. empathicness. And yeah, but, so he, my, yeah. My but he's, not the, he's not the only one who does that, though. I mean, oh, that, yeah. that, that, that idea isn't unique to him. And, and, it's been, and that idea has been around for a while. Um, I mean, insofar as, you know, physics from the 1970s forward has 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 sort of implied those kinds of things sure. um, that you know what i have to me it's to me the whole issue of of what the government is hiding or not i i think that you know anybody who's worked for the military which i have anybody who has had any connections with the military knows exactly why they're not saying stuff um, it's, 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 it's kind of a no brainer 
if you if you're interested if your principal interest is security you are not going to you're not going to disclose what you know or don't know about something that is out of your control you know what i mean you're just not because are we ready ready for that kind of um you know it's it could be one of those be careful what you wish for well i think that that's what they're afraid of i think that most i think most people are kind of either ready for it or bored with it frankly yeah, you're, yeah. But I also think that it's also a problem of what to disclose, because um, it's like we know that the, I mean, it's kind of like what's going on right now. We know that they're you know, they can say we know that there's stuff out there. We know that there's stuff that we've recorded. But but especially if they don't know exactly what it is, they can't predict where it's going to show up. They can't control it. You know what I mean? Um, And I think that really what they're afraid of disclosing is that all of this implies that that individual and group consciousness is 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 much more powerful than any of us would want to believe. Because if you if you pull the lid off that, you basically blow the lid off of every economic and political system on the planet. You know, because because all of a sudden it's like, why? Well, why should we believe in this worse crap anymore? You know what I mean? I think that's what empathicness is. You know, when we talk about whether we're talking about people that um, were able to, you know pick up on things from other times or whether we're just talking about, you know, somebody picking up on the tension in a room. I think we're talking about the same thing. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, the power of group. You're, you're, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, collective consciousness. It's, it's, a it's, it's feeling it, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, I think empathicness is really the key, whether we're talking about the things with, um, Greer and how to how you know he's he's saying this is how you talk to aliens or you know whether we're talking about tension in the room or or I think empathicness specifically is how um these things occur. It's the yeah. it's the quantum entanglement is the only thing that that provides instant communication. Right. The biggest so, thing with uh, Greer is kind of like Stephen Bassett. There's just something kind of creepy. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but there's just this little creepy feeling with it. I'm not sure. But one of the weirdest things with Stephen Greer that freaked me out, and I don't, I couldn't tell you a lot about Stephen Greer. I had one of his, I had his best friend on uh, one time, I think Steve Alton. He wrote a book about a megalodon shark. Uh, oh, wow. And uh, I think his name's Steve Alton. My memory's terrible, but uh alton let me look real quick yes that's his friend but anyway he he was on and we talked about him before but one of the creepy things about greer that creeped me out is a long time ago i saw those little hooded beings in the woods with a friend standing near a black box back in the day it was like an alien experience when i saw those little whatever they were in greer's thing the little I was almost going to say the the M word, the dwarven things. Uh, it kind of creeped oh, me yeah. out. Those, those may be real, they may not be real, but who knows? I don't know. No, you don't know the, the little aliens, the little mummy aliens. 
The oh, little, okay. little, you know, the None little ones that Greer's always saying are aliens. Oh, okay. The dwarf little aliens. I wonder though, is that what was in those little cloaks? Those because I saw almost Stephen Greer stuff naked, laying on tables and stuff. But the uh, ones I saw had cloaks. <laughs> Stephen Greer laying naked. <laughs> His little aliens were naked. Oh, okay. His little like... alien was naked, and it was out. But uh, but anyway, uh, he's interesting. I know there was something where he was saying something was a UFO and they proved it wrong on the Florida coast. It was like some military thing and he was like going kind of kooky over it. But I'm sure he's got good stuff. He's got bad stuff like anyone. But that did creep me out. I wondered if that's what was under those cloaks. Those little naked mummy aliens when I saw them. Naked mummy aliens. I have seen weird stuff about Nostradamus and aliens. Is there anything about extraterrestrials that we remember? There's really... um... You know, I didn't spend really any time on that. Um, you know, even though there is talk of the future um, in there and, and uh, there's different interpretations, I didn't spend a lot of time on anything but uh, how World War III started. That was, that was the only place I spent any time. Because I thought, if you knew that one thing, that was a really important thing. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I remember in college, I was trying to figure out where in the world to go. I was going to go to Australia and whatnot. I, <laughs> I, I was like, where in the world is going to be the safest place to be? So I, I still don't have a firm answer for that. So. I know there was some guy on Coast to Coast that said Putin was Antichrist, which he very well could be as well. well uh, that energy. But the guy here, I found that guy, and it's a psychic claims alien was will invade Earth in 2017. Well, you know, he also says Putin will start World War III before the invasion. Says Christ will partner with aliens and save humanity. Uh, this dude was on uh, Coast to Coast, uh, <coughs> psychic T Chase, whoever the hell that is. But uh, that's something I found it pretty easy when I pulled it up. But I have heard weird things about Nostradamus and aliens, but I've never seen the quatrains. What about what do we know about him leaving messages to his son? Didn't he like supposedly leave like a letter to his son or something? He did. Um, and it's 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 really interesting to read that letter um, because uh, when you when you read Nostradamus as poetry and you just read his poetry, you know, you're, you're sort of limited in getting a view of the man through these four line poems. And so when you go and you actually read his letter to his son, you realize how brilliant and how um, educated this man was. You know, people, people put him within the context of uh, an astrologer and some, you know, random guy just writing stuff. He, was, he would have been considered one of the most educated people of his day. Um, he would be considered a genius in any century. We're, we're only about a, I mean, when we talk about Nostradamus, we're within a hundred years of, uh, of uh, Isaac Newton, um, who is still considered to this day in reference to gravity. So, um, you know, he, he was a truly, truly brilliant man. So, yeah, if, if, you, if you really want to study Nostradamus, reading that letter um, gives you real insight into who he was. I found that that guy's YouTube channel. Why is it saying on my computer Facebook is blocked? Like weird. Like on my my browser. I went to go send you the link to that guy's YouTube channel and uh, about all the Putin alien Mavis stuff or whatever. 
and I put Facebook.com in my browser and it's saying Facebook is blocked. Facebook refused to connect. I hope my internet's not about to go out. Is Facebook down? Not that I care one way or the other. Yeah, says, I, I pulled I just pulled Facebook up. So it just says error blocked by response. Really weird. I don't oh, know. Yeah, why. I, just you, I just sent you a thumbs up. <laughs> Something strange, but uh, I have no idea. Hopefully if I don't I'm not gonna drop internet soon, but it's just saying that on my browser that Facebook is blocked and I can't go to it at all, which I don't understand. Not they're not saying it. It's like a weird browser message. Yeah, well, that it might. Yeah, it might be. It might be something with your um, uh, provider or something. That is very. It says oh, Facebook.com is blocked. Facebook refused to connect. Error blocked by response. Like what the hell? Very weird. But uh, I'll send it to you later at some point. Uh, but it's pretty interesting if you look through his videos and everything. He's got. He's still kicking. So we have to get him and you on at the same time. Have a have a a panel. But. So, uh, I mean, Trumple Gooch, 2024. Oh, my God. I don't, you know, I, I will be surprised if he makes it that far. I, I, I'm, um, I'm really concerned. We have, uh, if you go through the work, we've gone through, um, basically, we're in the fifth quatrain. And the end of the fifth quatrain, the way that it reads, I, I have it right here. This is... Um, it, it, this is the, the uh, fifth watch rain. Um, the trumpet shakes with great discord, which is happening, an agreement broken, which is, you know, what happened in Congress with the, with the election, lifting the face to heaven, what happened with McCarthy, um, and then the bloody mouse shall swim with blood, the face anointed with milk and honey lies on the ground. Those are the final two lines. So it, 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 is, it, is it a... Um, uh, Devil and Entra, in that it, 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 it's just showing his lies are exposed, or does he literally fall bloody mouth to the ground? But I, I think we're very close to finding out. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if something happened to him. You know, I most mean, major things happen at, at big political, you know, he's got this event that he's going to tom literally tomorrow. Um, it's looking really sketchy right now. Really sketchy really sketchy like i don't think anybody would be surprised if i mean I, I mean i know that there are still tons of trump supporters i, I i'll even give my apology to anybody who's trump supporting listening to this i'm sorry i don't mean to poop on your guy but <laughs> um but but i we could be at the end of this we could be really close i'm i'm actually scared well i well you know what's interesting to me is how this is dovetailing with, uh, you know, one, I mean, Jeffrey knows this, but one of the sources that I use to kind of pay attention to future events or the possibility of future events are um, prophecies that are connected to what are called the seven fires prophecy series. This is a series of prophecies that were given um, uh, in the, in, in the Ojibwe Micmac tradition. I've and, heard this Native American. Yeah, I've heard of this. And um, the, for, them, for them, 2024 is the year where human beings either... They go one or two directions? 
figure yeah that's the fork year that's the right. year where we go like this right. um and and of course they're that what they look like that what they look at um how they do this is they look at cycles of certain types of lunar and solar eclipses and so um we've gone through uh, a cycle of of um of lunar eclipses that ended i think it was like in 20, 20, 2021, early 2021. And now um, um, we'll be entering into some solar eclipses. Uh, and I, you know, I can't remember all the details now. But what's interesting is that 2024 is the year that is, that is pinpointed. And I mean, this was the, you know, the opening, the opening prophecies, these prophecies go back seven or eight hundred years and you know that among the prophecies were they were um they prophesied you know white people coming to turtle island they prophesied you know they th there were several different things that they that are that are accurate that they prophesied sure. um and it was a, a group of it was it was uh what it is is it's a kind of a continuing tradition of prophecy so it wasn't one person that prophesied it was like the first prophecy was given and then another person made the next prophecy and another so what they have to do kind of is in 2024 we'll find out whether or not human beings have lit the eighth fire of prophecy because you know if they, because if we don't then the earth changes start essentially oh wow Oh, so, wow. And then you get into the conversation about, you know, people that have a greater level of awareness going one direction and people that don't, don't. Exactly, exactly. So, many times I've, I've thought the rapture is, is a nuclear bomb, so we'll see. <laughs> maybe those are the lucky people. Yeah, maybe so. they are. It's, uh, <sighs> and, uh, God, I forgot what I was going to ask now. My hat, I got, uh, spaced out. Uh, the rapture a nuclear bomb maybe yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah i i but i do think you know i think i think uh i, I do have an interesting um thought about how these people whether it's you know the hoppy indians or nostradamus or your casey i i personally have come to believe that these people were seeing the world through our eyes they weren't seeing it from a third person perspective they were seeing it through us that they're connecting to us and then interpreting whatever they're seeing, you know, through their own historical background. So, um, so I, I, I personally think that's the way it works. There's no way to tell, but. It's definitely fascinating. Very fascinating indeed. So I, I, yeah, I researched a lot of stuff to finally figure that to come to that conclusion though, the model solution. A lot of stuff. And what, let's give out your links one good time. We still got a little while, but what are some ways people can look at your stuff? Sure. Um, I've purposefully kept it all on Facebook. So you can just look up on Facebook the Mobis solution. Uh, is Trump Mobis, Cult of Mobis, War of Mobis, Death of Mobis. Um, any of those will pull it up. Because I, 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 I knew how the story was going to end. So I I started typing at the beginning. I'm like, I know how the story ends. I've been reading about this my whole life. 
so uh, so yeah, I, I uh, put all that together at the beginning, at, and uh, and and I didn't, I never did a video, anything more than media than we're doing now, because video goes forever, and I didn't want. I mean, I already knew at the beginning that there was going to be this whole group of people that were going to be incredibly pro-Trump passionate, and I didn't want to be chased by crazy Trump supporting people. <laughs> Sorry to those people, but it's yeah. the truth. I was like, I don't want to deal with you guys. Sorry. There's a Republican right now going, What do you think? Hi, there he is. He's cursing at me right now. Well, let me let everybody in on my political my political affiliation. <laughs> I think they all suck, but I still voted for Biden. And I don't hate Biden. I want it Bernie. That's who I want it. Yeah. I but I yeah. want it to get rid of Trump because he's a nut. And you I don't, know, and in the like, long run, I don't really like politics at all. I don't really like either side. I don't like the left or right Neanderthal tribalism crap that permeates it all. I worked at before it's news for many years and I have to put up stuff that's right wing leaning for people. They're not all crazy, but there's a lot of them that are crazy as hell who threatened to murder me. I've had some crazy Marine that's there going crazy, right? threatening to kill me. And I'm just posting videos of crap. You would think he would like. Yeah. that's, and that's It's like Bo Poloni. Some got some economic guy that my boss gives me to post. He's like, they always talk about the J word. I don't want to get into that because I don't want to get flagged anywhere, which I don't care if they're J's or whatever, but I'm just telling you, that's what they always throw around is the, the Jew hate. And then somehow I get in it. I've been called Jew and I don't have any of that in my, in my blood or whatever. I know who cares proves that they're what they are. You know, exactly. My, and my, uh, my ancestors wore wooden shoes. I'm sure somebody's making fun of me right now. My my knowledge of Jews is my knowledge of Jews is Larry David. Curb your enthusiasm. That's, that's like that's how do I know? But that's enough. <laughs> but they threaten to murder me. These people, they love Trumple Gooch so much. And I'm even posting stuff by people that love Trumple Gooch for these idiots, and they don't like the people. Like, it's so weird. It's just so confusing. Well, so, like I said, evil evil is contagious. Hate spreads. That's how you know it. That's how you know it. Because we all have thoughts and this and that, and we all are good days and bad days. But, but real evil spreads. Hate spreads. And that's how you know it. When people start getting each other worked up about, oh, and then this person, that person, let's go riot the Capitol and all this other crap, it spreads. And it's it, it, it's it's insidious. So, yeah, the, the, these people, I'm sorry, need to look in the mirror. They're becoming what they hate. They're, it, it, it's awful. It's sad. It is it is um, it has been really sad to watch knowing and or at least suspecting how this was going to go since 2016 and then watching it one thing after another occur and like it, it has been really frightening 
Um, and um, also amazing. I mean, it's been literally watching prophecy occur right in front of me, it, it, both horrible and amazing. So, um, yeah. so what scares you about Trump Gooch right now with what's coming up? You said it scared you. What do you mean? Um, it's scared. I don't know what the vengeance is. I don't know what happens after his death. I don't know. I, I, I know only that it's something major. Um, it appears nuclear. My belief is that it's Ukraine. That's mm. just my belief. Yeah. But um, it, it says, Mabus shall then soon die. And that drum. Drum shall then soon die. And of people and beasts comes a horrible rout. Suddenly one will see vengeance. Hundred powers. Thirst. Famine. When the comet will run. We got that big old 50,000 year comet flying out of there right now. That's was happening that, right was now. Was that the weird green one? Yes. That was a weird, weird one. Weird that's, green. A, that's a big one. So is it the right one? I, I don't know. But I know this is all supposed to occur shortly after a comet is on its way out. Definitely crazy. I guess my biggest thing with government and everything is, and these people, you know, who root for whatever side and they get all crazy with it. I just, it's like, I've said this before, our government has what they did to, you know, American Indians and so many other things like the Tuskegee airmen and syphilis and just so many weird, crazy things. It's like to root for some of these people, it's like you're rooting for the government in its own weird way, and it's it's like rooting for Ted Bundy or something. I just that's why I guess I don't feel it. And but I've been our, accused of not being patriotic a long time ago. Dr. Joe Resnick, scientist, I don't even know if he's still alive. He said they know how many times I flush the toilet. They don't like that I'm pa not patriotic. I should say God bless America after show, the show. And it was probably him saying all this because he was cray cray and uh i noticed he's not around anymore unless he croaked but he had all these patents with the government and stuff and there was a weird time during that that i got a weird credit on my phone for two grand after saying i was going to shut it off and i had them send a check to me and i used it to pay land taxes and went on a shopping spree and shut uh. the phone off some something put a weird credit on my phone to keep listening to it and this was years ago and no one I know did that. No friends did that because no one, no one did it. No one, they would have told me. So somehow this weird like credit appeared on my phone bill and I was able to get them to just send it in a check. And I don't know, it was weird. And I got the check and I cashed it. It was like two grand. And uh, it was like someone put it on there to keep listening to my, to keep my phone on so they could keep listening. And uh, I mean, I don't, I guess I'm not patriotic. It's just all BS. It's illusion. It's, it's division and lines of, I like North America and the earth and stuff, but I just don't, you know, I guess well, I try like, to. You, you would probably like the U S of a, if it actually, if it actually lived up to its ideals, <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't feel well, anything. That goes up and down. That goes up and down, right? There's, there's right. It's there's, like, I know which, which set of ideals, you know, the actual ones or the stated ones. I know. Right, right, right. I know. But, I mean, you know, I mean, as countries go, we, we do live in 
one of the I it's hard to say if we live in the best one, but definitely one of the better ones. Definitely one of the ones where we're not you know what I mean? Like it could things could be much worse. Well, we're all white too, but it's like that's, that's, that's a fair point. That's a fair at, point. At, at, but we definitely live in in affluence. I, I'll get. I'll give you that. We get. We, we live do. in affluence. Yeah. And, and you're right about the the racial point. It's um, you know, I I I, I, uh, I heard something interesting about the uh, about uh, people's perspective about the make make America great again. Uh, uh, phrase, which is if you come from a background that things were not so great years ago, then when you hear that phrase, you're like, it was never great for me and my guys, right? So it, 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 yeah. it to the ear, if you're coming from a background that's not white, you're going to hear that in a much different way than somebody who thinks of, oh, the good old days of the 1950s when things were this way, you know, it's, it, 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 it plays much differently to the ear. Oh, you know, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, I mean, when I hear make, well, when I hear make America great, I don't know if you're familiar. Well, I, 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 we were all, we were always at least okay. I mean, well, right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're familiar with the science fiction writer, um, Olivia, uh, Octavia Butler. But she wrote a, she wrote a, a book. It was going to originally be a trilogy, but she died before the it could be completed in that way. Um, and so there's only two books, and and one is called the Parable of the Sower, and the other is called the Parable of the Talents. And she's writing this back in the 1990s, you know. So it's like in the early mid 90s that she's writing it. But she's but she's she's writing it about the near i guess you you know now it's a very near future she's writing it about like the it, i think it's she it's posited in like you know 20 25 to 2030 or something like that you know or, or, you know up, up up you know like 5 years from now sure and and um but but she, if you read if you read those books now they are terrifying because they are so prescient about the situation that we're in, um, and like one of the thing, one of the characters in in her book is in in her book, um, what's happened to the United States is that the federal system, as we know it, has largely collapsed. Uh, the U.S. still exists as sort of an entity, but it's collapsed into regions, so that uh, the federal government, which still sort of putatively exists. Mm -hmm. um, do, doesn't have the same kind of sway over mm -hmm. um, uh, states like it did. And so, but, but one of the really incredible things she talks about is the emergence of a, of a leader who is basically a proto-fascist and, mm -hmm. and his, his slogan, I mean, the way she describes him is almost exactly like Trump. And she's writing sure. back in the like 1990s, you know, and and his slogan is "Make America Great Again." So when oh, Trump God. when Trump used that phrase, I just right. threw up. Well, and, and she and she also has one of the interesting things about it is that, according to her, in the story, one of the things that brought America to this place of collapse was a pandemic. Mm. 
what was was a uh, and and this was a disease that appeared. Oh, the book was about a start of pandemic. Yeah, the way that she describes it, it was it's it you know she doesn't describe it as like a it like a na- it's a naturally occurring disease that's as a result of. She also describes climate change really well. You know mm-hmm. that that basically we have this combination of climate um, related catastrophes, and then that brings on. Um, this pandemic and what this pandemic does is it's it's the beginning of several pandemics um, one of which finally uh, causes uh, one of the pandemics causes cognitive problems and it causes people to kind of go nuts and Mm -hmm. and so that's part of what creates the breakdown of society so you have you have the federal government has collapsed you have the, the the country divided into regions that kind of become economic and political blocks. And then what we think of as the cities like New York City, um, sure. Los Angeles, you know, those kind of places like that, they, they are taken over by large corporations. Okay. And kind of operate as like city-states. Sure, sure. We're, we're, yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah, we're very close to that. I mean, it's like it's it's really and like a lot. And but people who live, people who live in rural areas are kind of on their own, and people who live in suburbs, um, or what were suburbs, have had to develop these kind of walled communities to kind of oh. keep the, the 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 marauding uh, poor people or people who've been affected by this disease out. It's just, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a terrifying and completely plausible vision. (laughs) That that term, uh, make America great again, that, that's an old term. You know, there was, uh, I believe a Dr. Seuss, um, uh, uh, Dr. Seuss uh, uh, cartoon about that. And it it was something about, uh, don't worry about those children, they're poor and they don't matter or something like that. It was written by Dr. Seuss and on the, on the banner, it had make America great again. Um, But, uh, you know, it's interesting how much uh, some of those people uh, are, how similar they are to the know nothings of the early 20th century. Right. You know, they, they really are an extension of the know nothings. So it's, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of funny to watch because it's it's watching, it, it's like literally watching my history class happen again in the middle of, you know, on the news. It's like, oh, we, we studied this in high school. They called it the early 20th century. Oh, yeah. I, I know. I, yeah. yeah, I know way too much about American history, too. I used to teach American history. It's just, oh. it's, it's, it's. It's 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 a grim time, but very interesting. <laughs> it, it is a grim time. Um, it, it it's uh, you know I I, I um, before the pandemic hit, I uh, I had other things going on in my life, and and I was I remember driving around Portland crying, and there were people I talked to about this, people I know today that I literally met talking about like all this shit's coming, all this stuff. Sorry, we're on the air. All of this stuff is coming, and uh, and um, you know it was it was brutal to watch, just brutal. Yeah, so it's it's uh, yeah, but it's, it's not over yet. We still got a little left to go. 
I'm, 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 as much as I don't want any of this to happen, I'm going to be so glad to not watch the news every day. <laughs> this is it is like the worst whodunit ever, and and it's 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 like watching a show that you know how it ends, and you just have to watch. And every day it just gets a little closer, and you don't know quite how it's going to go. Just that these are the general things, and this is how it ends. And it's it's excruciating to watch, absolutely excruciating. So. Someone sent me a video of Trump uh, reading the snake poem, you know, the story of a woman who takes in a snake who ends up biting her and telling her, you knew damn well I was a snake before you let me in. Oh, he was, he was talking about himself again. <laughs> Does that a lot, honey. Too much. I just don't <laughs> understand the appeal to him. He just seems like a dick. Like, I don't uh, he, he, I don't, um, he just, he's, I don't understand how good people can follow him. I, I just, I just don't like, um, you know, the, the whole conversation of, Oh, well, you know, he represents all of these, every one of the seven deadly sins, like every single one of them. And, and you have people that are, you know, religious who, who stand on their religious principles and he Trump does not represent a single one of those principles. But, but these same people will talk their, themselves through a whole exercise just to make him a great guy. And it's like, he's not a great guy. He's, he's a slime ball. I'm sorry. Well, well, and in fact, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I think that if you were to, to even talk to him, I'm not, I mean, he might refer to himself as a great guy. But if you were to actually talk to him, what do you mean by that? You know, he, I, I don't think that he would say what most of us would say about what would make someone a great guy. <laughs> well, I mean, have, have you ever heard him tell a story that didn't have to do with putting somebody else down? Well, right, exactly. You know, or, you know. Never you a funny know. thing unless it's at somebody else's expense. Never once. It's always at somebody else's expense. Self-deprecating humor? None. <laughs> the creepiest thing is, the creepiest thing I've ever seen is the weird court papers about him and Epstein raping a minor that got, oh, yeah, that got canceled, Jane Doe or whatever. She probably got death threatened or whatever. But you can find those weird court papers and it goes into it. It's he's a, creepy. He's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. A bad dude. I, I think that, um, you know, people are, are taken in by, um, you know, having this, you know, this guy who's going to do all these things. And, and he's a doucheball. And he would never fight for any of the, like, like who, who is Nostradamus, or Nostradamus, who is, who is Donald Trump's loyalty pledge ever been to but himself? Well, I was for Bernie, and one of the big reasons why was insurance. There are people who were dying of cancer and weird stuff working up to try to get Bernie elected who had no insurance and died mm -hmm. while trying to get him elected. And I'm someone that had to take like $10,000 shots for chemo with cadavers and sea life in them that costs like a hundred thousand dollars for chemo. My dad's boss, one of them hinted that they should just let me when he was at work for Conair, K A W 
N-E-E-R. They make aluminum doors. My dad's dead now, but he worked there. I used to work there. God, what a crap hole with hot and aluminum. Ooh. But anyway, I'd never do that again. But one of the bosses alluded that he should let me die. I cost too much. And when they found my dad dead from a heart attack, his car was, his truck was filled with guns and knives. And he said he was going to go kill them all, which my dad, uh, to my knowledge, he'd never killed anybody. But he certainly had a crazy side. He may have been on his way there to do it and died on the way there from a heart attack. So that's why I have a game into the insurance game with Bernie. So, yeah, I'm a commie. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I, I, I hardly don't even know. what. I mean, when I first started with commie, sometimes I'm so dumb. I can't even explain what that is, really, and have, have, have looked it up before and still doesn't click in my brain what it is. I guess it's my learning discipline or whatever. But Bernie was a, a, a democratic socialist. I don't know what's going on. He's still doing some stuff, but he's getting elderly. You know, I, I think, just like I this spunk. I like this spunk. You know, Bernie would have been amazing. I think, uh, you know, it's a real shame. You know, things would have played out much differently um, if if he had been nominated rather than Hillary. I think things yeah, would have played out much corruption. differently. Corruption on every level so, with him. And, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I can understand people not liking Hillary Clinton. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think she's a horrible person. I don't think she's a great person. But, but, but to, to default to somehow Trump from that, like... That's like that's like going from like somebody you kind of don't like to you know straight evil. Well, she well she's kind of like standard everyday political corruption. <laughs> you know, Bill, yeah. Bill Clinton yeah. compared Bernie supporters to the Tea Party. That really pissed me off. I, I the Tea think, Party. Yeah, I think that uh, Bernie lost to um, the Clintons' ambition. Yeah, that, what was that, up with him showing up right. bruised after it? Like he, like somebody beat him up or something. I don't know what. I, I, I think that was a a um, yeah. I, I I understand. You know, I, I I would sit down and have a dinner with Hillary Clinton and talk with her, but I I, I don't. I, I think I would have rather that not happen. Bernie gotten in because he's the one who should have gotten that nomination. They're creepy, but they're all creepy. Uh, there's just no one I would have liked. I know Jesse Ventura is a little kooky, but I would have preferred him to Trump. I think he I would be better. Ventura, he would have been He would be amazing. Yeah. He would challenge he Trump to a cage match. He challenged Trump to a cage match. Did he really? I'd love yeah. to see that. I want to yeah. see that cage match. Wasn't Trump a gooch? That's like what happens? That's how that it, you know. I've been debating: is it is it the my pillow guy? Is it Putin? Who is it who takes him out? It's probably Ventura. It's, it, it's Jesse Ventura. It's the my pillow out. guy. <laughs> it could be. We don't know. My it little could be pillow. The my pillow guy in the bedroom with the candlestick. We have no idea. Yeah, the my pillow dude. But uh, I just don't understand the appeal of him. I don't get it. I guess I never will. And uh, it just all sucks. I mean, it seems like just the way things are right now that. I mean, they in the in the media and stuff, they're building up that we're going to go to war with China and Russia and all this stuff. As far as you know, the, the talk on the street from all these little radio shows and crap, like we're one inch from uh, nuclear Armageddon. I I am I am I am, you know I I truly as awful as it is, I really hope it is limited to Ukraine. 
War, but this initial thing, this vengeance that Nostradamus talked about, I yeah. pray, I, I literally pray to God that it is only one strike in one location and that's it and things just expand from there because there are other stories that are quite frightening that I'd rather not entertain because they are scary. So, um, yeah. Well, and, and I, Ron, I also think that part of what might happen in the Ukraine is not actually a nuclear bombus per se, but but Russia allowing one of those nuclear um, yeah. um, reactors to go off because yeah. they've already demonstrated their carelessness around those. Yeah. And, that, and that would be a way of not because, because the kinds of um, nuclear weapons that they have now are actually tactical so that they're, act, they're small. Um, and they, and they in fact have limited they have a they have you know good blast capacity, but they but they have limited uh, fallout, a limited sure. radiation compared to a lot of other things. But if if something were to happen, where where Russia wanted to do um, kind of a, a salted earth policy, you know, poison Ukraine for a while in an act of vengeance. Do do use do uh, get um, blowing up one of the allowing one of the nuclear power plants to to because of the type the type of fuel that they use uh, that would that would do it. You know that's true. Um, it, it and I thought about that. Could it just be blowing up a nuclear reactor or a dam or something? You know whatever it is that, that qualifies as hundred powers <laughs> sort of fits the bill, right? So right. hundred sounds very nuclear. Um, there are other things it could be, but that seems nuclear. So blowing up a power plant, uh, the, the problem with that is that blowing up a power plant would create a lot of radiation that blows east and then therefore back into Russia, whereas a small tactical nuclear weapon, to, to your point, with lesser fallout would mean lesser fallout going into Russia. Well, like, it, would, it, would, it would depend on, you know, it depend on when they did it. It would depend on that, you know, if they decided to strategically do it when a certain weather pattern was was present or something. But, you know, the Russians have not always been real bright about that. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, the Russians are, you know, that Z that they have on their tanks, that is the Nostradamus symbol, the same symbol, the... Uh, uh, symbol for uh, Zeus, the king of the Zodiac. They have it on the side of their tanks. That's the same as the Nazi S symbol, and that is the same as the Roy in Napoleon Roy. They are all references to Zeus, the king of the Zodiac, and it's on Vladimir Putin's tanks right now. Yeah, that's creepy. I saw one of their creepy commercials. So, um, and, and, and this comes back to how I think that people like Nostradamus even did this which is seeing the world through our eyes. If you're Nostradamus looking at the world through a 16th century point of view, you're gonna interpret that symbol based on the teachings of your grandfather in Old Greek. That same symbol, the Z, the Nazi symbol, the word Roy, all come back in Old Greek to Zeus, the king of the Zodiac. That's how you would look at it if you were in the 16th century. It's definitely crazy. We will see. It's it's um, yeah. It's it's an interesting time to be around. 
there's times I wish I was just like uh, one of those uh, old shaman you find in the woods that cut himself off of society and don't know what the hell's going on at all. That'd be nice. <laughs> you just you find them and they don't know any, you know, like one of those tribes. I was going to go to Australia, but that didn't work out. So now I figure Oregon is not a military target. <laughs> yeah. For anybody. Nobody's doing anything in Oregon. They might drop some, you know, nothing's happening here. And uh, I don't know. It's just all a mess, a big, giant mess. That's about to quote Jim Morrison and get my kicks before the whole S house goes up in flames. Uh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what you got to do, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, I know, I know that math puzzle was right, but let's at this point regarding the puzzle, let's at this point hope Nostradamus himself was wrong. That's, that's where I'm at with it because I, that math puzzle is right. There's, there's no way that you could do that and have it like it's literally you, I took Nostradamus's own encoding method from the first two puzzles and applied it to third. And that's what popped out. It shouldn't work. So the math puzzle's right. Um, at this point, let's hope Nostradamus himself is wrong. For John Hogue, Saudi Arabian dude uh, prophecy to come true, then one of those need to become a complete drama hoe and I just don't see it really happening. Trump has that cover on the world stage. And how is how is the guy in Saudi Arabia connected to Hitler? I mean, they might have similar um, authoritarian methodologies, but there's no hero worship of any kind between the leader of Saudi Arabia and Hitler. Like, there's no real solid connection historically between those two figures. So yeah. I, I really don't understand how you can rationally have an understanding of the subject master and, and, and then say it's that guy. I just, I just don't. I know uh, Joaquin Phoenix is supposed to be playing a Napoleon and Napoleon in a movie by Ridley Scott. They're working on it. Oh yeah. I, I did not know that. Yeah. There's a picture of him as it's pretty creepy. <laughs> Definitely looks creepy for sure. Uh, of course, the greatest story ever told is, the Marquis de Sade and Napoleon quills. Well, Napoleon, Napoleon was uh, a, 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 a fascinating historical figure, but uh, the thing that's notable to me is that the, the first Nostradamus quatrain was about Napoleon, his countrymen. The second one was about the Jews, his faith, or part of his faith, and the third one uh, is connected in some way to his profession, medical, what happened with COVID. So, so if you look at the, at the, the, the historical figures that we're talking about, they all have a relationship to things that are directly very personal to Nostradamus, his country, his faith, or his profession. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, how did Napoleon go down? I heard some weird story about his wee-wee. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe you share multiple things in common with Trump. Little small, yeah. little, small little hands, pickle. little wee wee. Little small on the pickle. Yeah, somewhere there's a Republican out there going. Ah! That's right. 
There was a weird story about Napoleon as wee wee. Do you know it? I heard it somewhere. It's like uh, some yeah. lady kept it in a jar or something. Okay, hold on. Hold on. This, hold on. Just a second. What is it? Just put in Napoleon's penis. Napoleon. How do you Napoleon. say Napoleon. <laughs> okay, here we go. Napoleon's. There we go. Napoleon's penis. Okay. Oh, look. Look, the result, their images of Napoleon's penis. Okay, here it is. It was allegedly amputated during an autopsy shortly after his death. Since then, it has passed through several owners, including a Rosenbach who exhibited in New York City in 1929. Um, it was purchased by John Latimer in 1977 and is still held in his family who keep it as a private item. It was described as similar to a piece of leather or a shriveled eel. <laughs> you know, Trump loves fast food. I think maybe we have a, a place we can deliver that. Never mind. <laughs> An eel. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just don't understand the appeal of it all. I guess I never will. Uh I don't know. I guess I'm just jaded with our leaders in the modern world. They're no King Arthur or Vlad the Impaler, that's for sure. They're well, just kind of like just you know, boring. Regardless, you know, regardless, boring. Of what you think of Biden, regardless of what you think of Biden, we all should be really hoping that he knows what to do when it hits the fan because he's probably the person who's going to be dealing with it, whether you whether you like it or not. So yeah, that's that's just the reality of it. It doesn't yeah. matter what you think of the situation. This is the situation. Oh, sure. So it's uh, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. So um, no doubt uh, about it. Just gets crazier and crazier. So what are your plans for the future? <laughs> I'm sorry, that just struck me, buddy. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna like scream until it's over, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, if I if I uh, am proven correct on the MAPA solution, I, I do intend to uh, write about it. I've I've kept pretty studious notes on everything I've done, um, and I've spent a lifetime trying to crack this dang thing. I've got a final answer that you know, um, and I've done it. Ever, I've I've gotten information to everybody I think that this would matter to. So if I get proven right on it, I intend to, to write a book about it or do something. And, 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 and write a book about it, uh, and, and get it published over the ruins of our civilization, and rub our faces in it, right? It's not the end of the world. I promise it's not. I, I know, but it might be the end of publishing. We don't know. You know, I, 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 you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But if you, if you, if you have a, a sense of something coming in the future, maybe you can do something about it. Well, yeah, I suppose that that is a sort of a responsibility. And that's kind of what this whole thing has been for me. So so if I, I, I promised myself if I ever cracked this thing that I would do everything I could to warn the people I cared about um, that something major was coming. And I have absolutely done that. So, uh, yeah. So if, if I'm very fortunate, I'll get to write about it. And that would be exciting. 
but for now it's it's just all all I can do is wait around and 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 be like okay we're either going to get I'm either going to get proven right and and I can handle it if not but that math puzzle it doesn't matter how many times you do it it's right it just doesn't it you could put that into a computer run it 10,000 times it'll come out drunk every single time it shouldn't yeah. work it shouldn't so Unless somebody can explain to me why that's wrong, and nobody's been able to do it, not one person, expert, professional, skeptic, mathematician, professors, nobody, everybody who's even looked at it, yes, that math is functional, and nobody can explain why it exists. And what did Hoag say about it again? He, he didn't like he it. it. He won't address it. I've, I, I've even he recently it. with him. He he will not comment on it. He he won't say one word about it. I have tried to get him to even reference it, and he he will only get. And, and I think what it comes down to is, um, I I I do have a poetic, and I, I look at things through history and and those things, but I also have a computer side to me, and so looking at this as programming. Um, is something that is, I think, not, I, I, I don't think he's a programmer. I don't think he's a computer guy. I don't think he, I, this is a clearly encoded piece. It is absolutely encoded. And if, if he's not willing to address the encoding, then he's just choosing not to. That's it. Yeah. It's well, frustrating. Sure enough. But, well, but it's also very validating because he will not address the, the primary point, the whole reason for there even being a discussion. He he just won't reference it. But the uh, the solution is inferred in the poetry. Um, it literally says king summoned by trumpet. When you do that, the rest decodes in algebra. It is as clear as day if you know what you're looking at. Oh sure, it's definitely, definitely fascinating. Then you throw in Wham's weird, weird dreams. That's right. That's My right. Dreams. That's almost like prophetic. It is. You're not the only one, though. I've heard multiple people. You know, I've heard, I've talked to people that um, seem like they, they kind of have a, a little extra intuition, and um, I've heard of some pretty scary things coming. Um, and, and I heard the same thing before COVID. Somebody said, yeah, I, I've had this. I was just talking to somebody about something weird coming. I, people who are sensitive tend to kind of feel something coming. Yeah. Hopefully it's not a nuclear cloud of devastation. Well, yeah, I don't want that. We don't, I, I, don't think, I don't think any of us want something nuclear. I mean, I, no. I mean, I, 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 I you know. War. And, and and I'm just I, I thought we were oh I thought we were done with that. <laughs> you know when Obama was in office, I was like, oh my gosh, maybe this isn't gonna happen. Maybe we're gonna be okay. Maybe this is way down the line. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's definitely crazy. So let's get some links out here. What, what tell some people how to get a hold of you? We only got it like two minutes, so. So, um, if you'd like to look up the Mavis solution, I've kept it all on Facebook purposefully so it could be easily searched uh, all the way back to the beginning. Uh, it is Trump Mavis, 
as well as the Mobis solution. Um, you can also look up uh, Cult of Mobis, War of Mobis, and Death of Mobis um, on Facebook, and it'll it'll come up. Um, you can pull up the formula, um, the research, everything I've done. You can go back through and, and look at what I was talking about, a million people dying a year in advance. That's in there multiple times. I said commodities do well in bad times a whole bunch of times. Um, there's there's a lot there. But, uh, um, yeah, in, in the end, it's just now are, are we going to find out if it's right or not. But uh, it's Trump Mabas and the Mabas solution. All right. Well, Eric, it's all that's Eric Eric Grimm's rude, right? <laughs> Grimm's rude. Rude. Grimm's rude. Yes, Grimm's rude. And uh it's always a pleasure. And uh what is this your second or third time? Third? I this, think. Is, uh, this is our third conversation. That's the trilogy. We have to do some we, prequels. We've had, we had things happen since we've been talking. We've had things happen on that page. Yeah, we'll have to do some prequels. <laughs> all right everybody it's been crazy you had a dog pass away another one sick and then this weird thing busted open during the show and it was like oh i don't even want to think about it, it was bad but it, that's got, hopefully will help facilitate some healing to get that junk out but uh well everybody we appreciate you listening hope everybody has a great weekend thanks wham thanks eric and everybody take care. Now, next week, we're doing Weird weird Craft uh, with Matthew. Uh, so, we'll uh, a Llewellyn book with Jay. I need to remind Jay's work schedule is weird. So, hopefully, he's off. Everybody have a good weekend. Good night, everybody. Good night. Take it easy, Eric. <laughs> Thanks, take guys. Care.